right. So, uh, hello, everyone. Uh, thank you all for joining today's uh, webinar. Uh, my name is Isabella Kosman, and I am a member of Kayagen Digital Insights Board. Uh, today, we are here with my colleague Sonali Ghosh, uh, who is a manager in Kayagen Digital Insights Scientific and Technical Support Team. Uh, in this webinar, uh, Sonali will cover such topics as uh, expression analysis in Kayagen uh, CLC Genomics Workbench and also CLC Data Upload to uh, Ingenuity uh, Path Analysis uh, IPA software. So uh, without further ado, I would like to pass the word over to Sonali. Thank you. Hi, everyone. So the topic of today's webinar is exploring RNA-seq data using Kajin CLC Genomics Workbench and uploading the expression data to IPA. This is our legal disclaimer. I'll say that all Kyogen products are for research only. These are not intended for diagnosis, prevention, or treatment of a disease. This is the agenda of the presentation. So first I will show you uh, mapping reads to reference and how you can calculate the abundance. Then RNA-seq normalization, and then we'll uh, detect the novel transcripts using transcript discovery plugin. And I'll show you the template workflow for RNA-seq and differential gene expression analysis. It will be followed by a live demo, and then we'll have a short Q&A session. In RNA-seq analysis, the major goal is to identify differentially expressed and co-regulated genes and to infer biological insights from that information. It indicates which of the genes encoded in our DNA are turned on and off, and to what extent. Typically, RNA-seq analysis involves mapping reads to the reference genome and then count the reads for each gene or transcripts, which gives us the expression values. In the workbench, we have the RNA-seq analysis tool for mapping NGS reads to the reference genome, and it uses an annotated eukaryotic or prokaryotic genome for mapping. The tool is um, done this mapping in several steps. First, all annotated transcripts are extracted using an mRNA track. And if there are several annotated splice variants, they are all extracted. So this is one example from our manual. So this is a simple chain which has, a, which has three exons, one, two, three, and it has two splice variants. So all the splice variants are extracted first, and next, all the reads, um, mapping against all the transcripts are extracted and then to the whole genome. From this mapping, the reads are assigned to the transcripts using the EM estimation algorithm. And then we sum the transcript counts belong to each gene that gives the expression value for that gene. In this slide, I have given a brief overview of the normalization used by the RNA-seq analysis tools. Since the sequencing depth might differ between samples, a sample library size normalization is performed before samples are compared. In the workbench, we support two such normalization methods, uh, TMM normalization and housekeeping normalization. For all relevant tools in the RNA-seq analysis folder, uh, either the TMM normalization is used or you will find an option to choose between TMM and uh, housekeeping gene normalization. 
The TMM normalization adjusts library sizes based on the assumption that most genes are not differentially expressed. So it is important not to make subsets of the count data before you perform statistical analysis because this can lead to differences be being normalized away. Then the housekeeping gene normalization is available as an alternative to TMM normalization in the differential expression analysis tool. We recommend the use of housekeeping genes rather than TMM normalization when you are working with targeted RNA panels. Some tools such as uh, PCA for RNA-seq, Create Heatmap uh, for RNA-seq, and Create Expression Bowser tools, they perform additional normalization. We calculate the TMM adjusted log CPM counts for those. Also, the PCA and Heatmap performs a final cross-sample normalization. It calculates the Z-score. Then using the RNA-seq analysis tools, we can identify the expression values only for the annotated transcripts. However, we cannot detect novel transcripts. For detecting novel transcripts, we have a free plugin from Kyogen called Transcript Discovery Plugin. For mapping, it does not require prior transcript annotations like RNA-seq analysis tool. If you want to read more about this, you can just go to this manual of this Transcript Discovery Plugin. So we have this uh, template workflow, uh, RNA-seq and differential gene expression analysis. This workflow takes stream reads as input, then it calculates expression profile for each sample individually, and then perform a differential expression analysis of all the samples, group based on the metadata in information provided. So you can see here one part of this workflow, uh, this RNA-seq analysis part, it runs on a per sample basis, and the other part, which is differential expression for RNA-seq, this runs on groups of samples. The you find this iterate and collect and distribute. So these two elements helps to design the workflow in this way. You can also customize the workflow by opening a copy of the workflow in the workflow editor view. Once you have the expression data uh, from the workbench, you can use the IPA plugin to upload data into IPA. The IPA can be used for further downstream biological interpretation of your data. IPA has a very comprehensive, manually curated knowledge base. It's a free plugin from Kyogen. However, you need to have IPA subscription to upload and analyze your expression data. In the live demo, uh, I will demonstrate uh, how to analyze RNA-seq data for multiple groups of samples and uh, time points using Kyogen CLC Genomics Workbench. So this is the agenda of the live demo. First, I'll show you importing the metadata, then associating the reads with the metadata. We'll see how we can run the RNA-seq analysis tool, and then uh, we'll visualize these expression plots, PCA heat map, uh, then Sankey plot, then differential expression analysis. Also, we'll visualize the results using a volcano plot, Venn diagram, etc. Then we'll create an expression browser table. We can also add Go annotation to that. And at the end, we'll upload expression data into Kyogen IPA. For the live demo, I have uh, 72 samples, um, uh, mouse samples from four different regions of the brain at uh, six time points corresponding to six developmental stages. This data set is from the paper and examination of dynamic gene expression changes in the mouse brain during pregnancy and postpartum period. 
Here, the authors investigated developmental transformation of the female brain during pregnancy, parturition, and postpartum, looking at four different regions of the brain. Uh, those are cerebellum, hippocampus, hypothalamus, and neocortex. The experimental setup included six time points corresponding to the following developmental stages. So virgin, uh, where female, female mouse is unmated, then uh, PC14, PC16, these are after 14 and 16 days uh, post-conception. Then PP1, PP3, and PP10, those are 1, 3, and 10 days um, postpartum. So this is the um, publication, and we will be using Kaijin CLC Genomics Workbench and IPA plugin to analyze this data. This is the source of the data. And this data is also from our tutorial. And this tutorial link is here. And this is RNA-seq time series tutorial. Now I will go to the uh, live demo. So I will open the workbench. So this is the workbench graphical user interface. Uh, I'm using the latest uh, version 24.0, which was released uh, beginning of this month. January 2024. So since the data set is very big, uh, I have already run the analysis and I will show you the results and how to interpret the results. Also, I will show you steps to perform RNA-seq analysis and differential expression analysis in the workbench. So first step is uh, you need to import the reads and uh, you can import the reads uh, from our import tools and uh, you can go to Illumina or you can uh, go to other NGS uh, reads uh, and you can select the importer. Also, uh, if you have SRA IDs, uh, so since um, this paper uh, has this SRA IDs, I have downloaded the reads from SRA directly into the workbench. To do that, you can go to this download tabs in the toolbar right side, then search for reads in SRA and uh, you can choose accession from here and you can provide this SRA ID and uh, you can download the uh, data directly into the workbench. Then you need to import the metadata file. So metadata refers to information about data or samples. Uh, let's show you how the metadata looks like. Uh, so this is a metadata table and uh, it could be an Excel file or CSV or TSV format file. So here each row um, contain information relevant to a sample and each column represents a property of a sample. Example, say brain region, stage. Um, so you need to have a single column with unique entries. That is your key column here. This run accession, this SRA IDs uh, are my key column. So you can import this metadata table uh, Excel file into the workbench using this import and um, import metadata uh, tool. So you can browse the metadata and you can import it. Next, uh, you need to download the reference genome uh, because you need the reference genome for mapping. So you can go to the uh, workbench reference data manager. So right side uh, from this toolbar. So under download genomes, you will find this mass musculus because uh, this is a well-studied organism. But if you're working with non-model organisms and you don't find the organism in this list, you can import them manually. We have tutorial videos on our website on how to download and import reference data um, into the workbench. 
So I have downloaded the reference genome already in my workbench, and this is under my CLC references folder. Then uh, I need to uh, trim the deeds prior to mapping or RNA-seq analysis for any remaining adapter sequences, quality trimming or length trimming, etc. So we have a um, template workflow to prepare your raw data. So under template workflows, you will find prepare raw data and you have this prepare raw data workflow. You can run this uh, to trim the reads. Also, you can run the individual tool from here under prepare sequencing data folder. You will have this stream reads tool. So you can uh, double click on this and then you can choose the reads and you can run this tool. So I already have trimmed the reads. Um, for my data. So uh, as I mentioned in my presentation that we have a template workflow uh, for RNA-seq analysis that you can find here under template workflows, uh, basic workflow designs, and this is the RNA-seq and differential gene expression analysis workflow. So if you want to see this workflow and the steps involved in that, you can just select this, then right click and open copy of workflow. So this opens a, a workflow in the workflow editor view. Okay, so uh, in my analysis, I will not run this workflow because I will inspect the results at each every st at each step and then I will proceed to the next step. But I will show you uh, the steps here. So um, yeah, here in from this view, you can review and adjust the workflow parameters. Say I want to see this uh, RNA-seq analysis uh, parameters. So you can right click on this and then um, go to configure. Here you have the settings for reference sequence. Then next, here you have this uh, general mapping parameters, which are this mismatch cost, insertion, deletion cost, etc. Then uh, one important RNA-seq mapping parameter is this maximum number of hits for a read. So this parameter defines uh, a read that uh, matches equally well to more distinct places in the reference sequence than the maximum number of hits for a read specified here will be discarded. And if a read matches to multiple distinct places but less than or equal to the specified maximum number, then it will be assigned to one of these places by the EM algorithm. And it is recommended to set this value 10 or more. Uh, if you want to read more about this, you can go to this uh, help tab here and it will take you uh, directly to this manual link and you can go to mapping settings and you can read more about these uh, parameters from here. Also, you might have seen that there is a uh, tool tip here. So if you hover your mouse on this parameter, you will see a definition of this. Okay, then I'll go to the next step. Here you see some RNA-seq uh, specific parameters like stand specific and library type. So if a stand specific uh, protocol for read generation uh, you have used, you need to set this to forward uh, or reverse. Otherwise you can choose both. This allows assignment of the reads to the right gene in cases where overlapping genes are located on different stands. Then uh, you have this library type, you can choose uh, from bulk or three the sequencing. Well, then under expression level settings, uh, you have this um, 
count pair reads as two, then ignore broken pairs. So where uh, when you are counting the map reads to generate expression values, the workbench needs to be told uh, how you want to handle the counting of pair reads that map as intact pair and broken pairs. So count pair reads as two. This is the um, default uh, behavior of the workbench is to count fragments and that is a pkm value rather than individual reads for intact pairs. So an intact pair is given a count of one. And if you choose this option, count pair reads as two, then an intact pair will be counted as two. Then broken pairs are uh, reads that map outside the estimated pair distance or map in the wrong direction or only one of the reads of the pair maps. So by default, they are ignored. Then uh, the reads that map outside the gene uh, are counted as intergenic hits and they do not uh, contribute to the expression values. And if a read maps equally well to a gene and to an intergenic region, the read will be placed in the gene. The expression values are calculated in two levels, gene and transcript. So in the expression value, you can choose uh, total counts, unique counts, RPKM or TPM. But whatever you choose here in the output, you will find all the expression values. The choice of expression value only affects how expression tracks are visualized in the track view. But the results will not be affected by this choice. And the most appropriate expression value is automatically selected by the workbench for the analysis. For example, uh, for detection of differential expression, automatically the tool will choose the total count value. It will not choose uh, RPKM or TPM. So then, yeah, then I'll go to the uh, finish and then it will uh, start running the job. And um, yeah, you can run this workflow from here. Okay, and next is your differential expression for RNA-seq. Uh, so I will discuss about these tool parameters when I will set up an experiment. Um, I will do that in, in a moment. And I will show you that uh, I have changed this parameter, create heat map for RNA-seq to run this workflow. So you can again right click and go to configure. And I have set this uh, in the filter settings, fixed number of features by default, 25 features are uh, kept, but uh, I have chosen this to 50. So I wanted to see 50 features in my heat map. So I will close this. And now uh, I will show you the output from the RNA-seq analysis tool. So from RNA-seq analysis tool, you will uh, have this gene expression output or transcript expression output. So you see here from the right side table settings, you can uh, select this expression value. Say I will choose RPKM and then you have unique exon reads, total exon reads. So all these values are available though I selected total counts. And uh, this expression value is this uh, total exon uh, reads here. Okay, I'll close this now. And I will show you one uh, report how the RNA-seq uh, report looks like. So this is a report for uh, one sequencing read. You can see here, th these are the number of reads and uh, then the information about the reference sequence. And then you will find, um, okay, the information about strand specificity. So here I have selected both 
So you see 50% uh, rates are mapped in forward direction and 50% are in reverse direction. This is fine. Then you see the mapping statistics. So 97% of the rates are mapped and only 2.6% rates are unmapped. And then you will also find this uh, information that, um, yeah, uh, what is the percentage of the mapping rate that are uh, mapping to a gene region and um, mapping to intergenic region and distribution of biotypes. So you see uh, here 92% uh, or 93% uh, of the reads are mapping to the protein coding region. And yeah, so this biotype information uh, are present in the mRNA track. Now I'll close this. So next uh, I will show you the PCA plot, um, which is one of the output from the workflow. The, that I have shown you earlier. So I'll open this PCA plot. So here, uh, yeah, so PCA plot is to identify if there is any outliers among the samples and any interesting structure in the data. So here we see uh, these brain regions here, and I will just hide the names. Okay, now it looks fine. So you see here, this green color is the cerebellum, and then this uh, is the hypothalamus. This blue color is the neocortex, and um, yeah, these are the hippocampus. So we see that uh, each of the brain regions clusters together, and there are no outliers. We can use all the samples in our downstream analysis. now. Then I'll open another uh, output from the workflow that is the heat map. So uh, in the heat map, uh, each row corresponds to a feature or gene and each column uh, to a sample. So here the expression values are TMM normalized log CPM values. And you have a lot of options to change the appearance of the heat map from this uh, panel settings of the heat map. So this is my heat map view. Uh, I'll show you the original heat map view generated by the workflow and how you can adjust the view as per your requirement. So at the bottom, you will see this view settings. So I will go to this CLC standard settings here. So this was the original um, output from the workflow. And right side, you can see here, um, yeah, you have this uh, color scale. Uh, the expression levels are in a gradient color scheme where the uh, right side color is for high expression levels and left side color is for uh, low expression levels. And you can change the coloring by clicking on the uh, box here. And this is the predefined gradient. You can also customize your gradient from here. You can also change the relative coloring of the values by dragging this um, two knobs on this uh, white slide are above. Okay. Now I will just uh, not show the names above and I will not show the tree above. I just want to see this. This is fine. And then under samples, you have this order by. I will choose, um, say, brain region. And uh, then under metadata layer, I can choose this again, brain region. Okay, 
Also, if you want, you can also change this order. Say if you want hypothalamus to be here, so you can just drag and drop it there. Okay. Now, if you want to save these view settings, you can go to uh, view settings and you can go to save view settings. You can give a name and save the heat maps for this element only. So whenever this heat map will be opened, you'll be uh, seeing your, um, yeah, this heat map view. So this is, I have saved my heat map view. Okay. And uh, so this heat map now shows uh, 50 genes uh, with the highest coefficients of variation. And samples are grouped by brain region. Um, you can see here, brain region. And the brain regions are sorted such that genes with high expression are placed along the uh, diagonal axis. Uh, from this heat map, it is clear that the brain region uh, has a strong effect on expression patterns. And now we'll perform differential expression analysis and analyze each brain region separately. So I'll close this heat map now. So to run differential expression analysis, uh, you can go to toolbox section, and then uh, we have a tool uh, under this RNA-seq and small RNA analysis folder. So all these RNA-seq uh, uh, tools you will find under this um, folder. So you have this differential expression, and you can run this tool differential expression for RNA-seq from here. But I will show you how you can run this um, tool from the metadata table. So this is the metadata table for all these uh, 72 samples. Now, um, yeah, I will just, uh, just hover my mouse here under this brain region uh, column. And um, just on any, I will right click on this. And then I will choose this table filters brain region equal to uh, hippocampus. So only rows uh, where the blue in the brain region column is set to hippocampus are now shown in this table view. Then I can select uh, all these uh, samples uh, holding control A and then uh, find associated data. So these are the gene expression tracks for all these um, 18 samples. Now I can um, Again, select this and uh, I can right click on this and then go to toolbox. Under toolbox, again, you will find this RNA-seq and small RNA analysis folder. Under you have differential expression and uh, you have differential expression for RNA-seq. So I will click on that. So all these um, yeah, um, expression tracks has been selected and then I will go to next. So here uh, you can choose the technology. So I have whole transcriptome RNA-seq data. Uh, if you have targeted RNA-seq data, you can choose targeted RNA-seq. And you see uh, for targeted RNA-seq, you, um, you can choose between TMM and housekeeping genes. And uh, for small RNA also, you can choose between TMM and housekeeping genes for the normalization method. But for whole transcriptome RNA-seq, this is uh, um, the like by default option TMM, you need to choose that. Okay, then I will go to next. Here I need to set up the experiment. So uh, first you need to provide the metadata table. Uh, so I will select the metadata table for all these 72 samples. 
and then test differential expression due to stage. So you need to select the factor to be tested for differential expression here. So I have selected stage, the developmental stage, and it will identify the differentially expressed genes across uh, all the developmental stages. And if you have a batch effects uh, that introduces bias in your data, for example, samples processed at different facilities uh, may have sequencing differences that are not due to the actual biological difference uh, in the samples themselves, then you can select this uh, confounding variables um, using this option while controlling for. Uh, I don't have any confounding variable here, so I'll not use that. Then in the comparisons, you can select the groups to be compared. So you have three options, across groups, all group pairs, and against control group. I will use across groups here, uh, that is ANOVA-like um, test. So this mode test for the effect of a factor across all groups and the output will be generated due to stage and here the likelihood ratio test is used. So I will go to next and in this step you can um, uh, put some filter criteria. So filter on average expression for FDR correction. If you don't want to keep any filter, you can just uncheck that. And then next, now you need to save your results. I'll close this now. So I've repeated uh, the steps for three remaining brain regions, cerebellum, hypothalamus, and neocortex. And after running this full analysis, I have four statistical uh, comparison tracks, which are under this D folder I have kept, and one for each uh, brain region. So I'll open one um, statistical comparison track and we'll show you results. So here you can see uh, this columns. So max group mean uh, means for each group in the statistical comparison, the average DPM value is calculated. This value is the maximum of the uh, average DPMs. You can uh, also see the up to fold change, fold change p-value and FDR and bond pair p-value. If you want, you can uh, filter on this table view. So here you have this as one filter option here. Uh, say I want to filter for p-value less than um, 0 0.05. Also, you can add more filters. Say I want to uh, put filter for more change and I want to put greater than say four. So out of this 36,333, only 220 genes having uh, this p-value and whole change criteria. Okay. Now, um, yeah, if you want, you can just uh, view this uh, statistical comparison in the uh, volcano plot. So um, if you want, you can select all this by pressing Control A, uh, these 220 genes, and uh, just click on this show volcano plot. So it will show you the volcano plot and these 220 genes are uh, pre-selected. You can deselect uh, by just, uh, yeah, clicking on here. So those uh, the relationship between the p-values of the statistical test and the fold changes uh, among the samples. The features that are interested are uh, those with large fold changes that are statistically significant and having uh, small p-values. And they are located in the upper left uh, corner. Uh, these are down-regulated. And uh, at the upper uh, right corner, these are up-regulated genes. And 
and if you want to see which genes are there so you can just click on this uh, say gene this is uh, gh that is growth hormone and um, you can just see this so this is uh, product so yeah these are uh, significantly uh, these are these two are say significant genes here uh, so in the uh, workbench uh, version 24, there are some improvements in the volcano plot and I would like to show you those. So now you can color the chains uh, determined by p-value. So you can choose the p-value type here. By default, FDR p-value is chosen and also you can uh, choose the lower limit. Uh, then you have this uh, coloring option. Um, so you have this flexible color gradient and by fixed color is Red is down-regulated, up-regulated, and you can also choose the gradient color where this is up-regulated, then black is not non-significant genes, and then uh, blue is, uh, again, up-regulated. That's this only. And then you have, uh, under these thresholds, uh, you can fade low pole change points. Uh, if you select that, you see these are low uh, pole change points. And you can also set the threshold here. And also you can fade the high, uh, fade high p-value points. Also you can set the threshold uh, here also. So these are not uh, significant genes. And here, uh, here you see this, um, yeah, significant genes. Here left side is, is down-regulated and this blue color is the up-regulated. You can see here. Okay, next, uh, if you want, uh, you can select some of the genes and then uh, you can right click on this. Here you have the option, um, say selected points. Uh, you want to select the genes in other views or you can copy the gene names to the clipboard. So yeah, you can copy the gene names to the clipboard and then you can um, go to the expression track table and you can see these um, genes are selected here also. So if you want to visualize them, you can go to filter selection and then, yeah, you can filter for this genes and close this view now. And uh, yeah, next uh, I want to show you another output that is the Venn diagram and I'll open this here. So um, yeah, Venn diagram is to find genes that are differentially expressed in all the brain regions. And you can see this criteria uh, I'm very sorry for this issue. It seems like we have some type of connectivity issues with Sonali. Let's see if she can rejoin.
it seems like we have solved the issue. Uh, Sonali is trying to restart the, the connection, so she will be here in a while. I'm very sorry for this issue. Okay, and here she is. Hi, Sonali, we can hear you. Uh, I think there is some network here at this. So, yeah, let's continue. I know, till... Could you hear me for this pen diagram? Uh, yeah. So, um, the last part was like when you showed the Venn diagram. Okay. Okay, fine. So, uh, yeah, thank you for your patience. So I will just start again. So, yeah, I have selected these 40 genes which are in the intersection and which are differentially expressed in all the four uh, brain regions. And then I just opened this uh, table view by holding control. And so it opens in the split view. So, uh, yeah, if you want to see these 40 genes in this uh, table view, you can go to this filter to selection and filter to selected rows. And then you see that these 40 genes are selected here. And you can uh, select all these genes by holding Control A. And then you can copy the gene names to clipboard. Uh, I will just, um, yeah, create a group and then just, uh, save these gene names because uh, I'm going to use these uh, gene names for my uh, further analysis uh, during this demo. Just minimize this. And then, um, yeah, I can create a heat map with 40 genes. And uh, if you want to do that, so you can go to, yeah, create heat map. Uh, you can go to the launch and then create heat map. So I will select this tool, create heat map for RNA-seq. And I will select this uh, expression uh, tracks, uh, all these expression tracks. Then uh, this, I'll take the default option. And uh, in the filter settings, I'll specify the features and then you can just, uh, yeah, uh, you can just, uh, yeah, add your control V. You can just add your, uh, yeah, the gene names which you have copied from the uh, Venn diagram. And you can go to next, you can uh, save your results. So I already have this result, I'm going to show you that. So this is a heat map uh, expression uh, across all stages. I'll close this Venn diagram now. Yeah. So again, yeah, um, if you want, you can change the view settings here. And I have already changed these view settings. And uh, yeah, in this heat map view, you can see this is there are two metadata layer stage and the brain region. So this heat map uh, shows that the uh, differentially expressed genes do not have uh, the same expression pattern in all the brain regions. So here you can see um, at the upper left corner. Um, so these genes are, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, these genes have high expression here, and then, um, yeah, but it is not, uh, these genes are not expressed here in the other brain regions. 
Okay. And uh, next, uh, I will show you the Sankey plot. To create the Sankey plot, you can go to again launch and you can, um, yeah, Let's say create um, key medoids. This is the tool that I was looking for. Create key medoids clustering for RNA-seq. And again, you need to choose the expression tracks. So you need at least two expression tracks uh, to create this plot. And you will go to next. And here um, for setting the cluster. So I'm just asking to uh, yeah uh, create nine clusters. And then you can choose the metadata table that I showed you earlier and uh, perform a repeat clustering for brain region. And I want to group the samples by stage. And I have selected these uh, stages, the virgin, uh, post-conception 14, and then postpartum and all. Okay, and then next, and uh, yeah, you can also in the filter settings, you can uh, specify the features and uh, the names, gene names that you have copied from the Venn diagram. You can uh, paste it here, control P, and then you can run this um, tool. So I will show you the results and um, yeah. I'll just close this for the time being. So yeah, we use um, this create K-Medoris clustering for rna -6. Um So yeah, for these four brain regions, which are having nine clusters uh, for each brain region. Now, uh, yeah, so in, in this um, clustering method, uh, features are clustered into K-separate clusters and it assigns features uh, to clusters and the distances between features of the same cluster are small uh, while distances between two separate clusters uh, are large. So yeah, here, if you hover your mouse uh, on the cluster, you will see the gene names and uh, this is the flow of the genes. Uh, yeah, this, and then um, say I will choose one cluster here and you can open a line graph for each cluster. So you can select that. And again, holding control, you select this uh, show graph. So it will show you the line graph. Select this. Yeah. So I have selected this uh, cluster eight, uh, which has uh, PRL, prolactin and growth hormone uh, receptor. So you can see this expression uh, profile here. And uh, yeah, so these two genes are clustered together and um, in all, and their expression patterns increases. You can see from birth gene, it was less and it increases after uh, the mice give birth to the child. And here I want to mention that the authors in the publication uh, discussed about the uh, importance of this uh, growth hormone and prolactin uh, hormone in the postpartum. And also these genes have been identified in previous studies. And in the paper, they also discussed about some other genes. Uh, I will we'll check those genes as well. So you can see, uh, you can choose another cluster. You can see here also you have uh, prolactin and growth hormone. So this is the flow of the genes. And here you see this, uh, you can deselect this and you can see this pattern is the same in all these clusters uh, for this four brain regions. 
So here, and then uh, say I will choose this uh, cluster two. And in the uh, the authors um, spoke about this seek one, then pause gene, and then this power one, this uh, three genes as well. So if you want to uh, add two clusters, you can select uh, by holding control, you can select another cluster. So th here, these genes are common in both these clusters. And if you want, you can just deselect this, and then I will just select the uh, genes of my interest. And you see here the pattern is almost same. So here in the bar gene, this question was high, and then it is low after uh, this post-conception and slightly increases in postpartum and then again decreases. So the pattern is almost same. And you can also select um, the other clusters, this and this. So you see the similar cluster, and similar uh, pattern. Okay, so yeah, so these genes are found in both and uh, the selected clusters and this this is the expression pattern across um, say all developmental stages. And um, yeah, if you want to find a gene and um, trace of the gene, then you can do that by, um, I close this line view now. Then if you want to see, I want to see this growth hormone uh, receptor and the flow of this gene. So yeah, it will be highlighted like this. Say I want to select sick one, that is salt inducible uh, kinase. So you can see, uh, see this is uh, highlighted now. So in summary, all these five genes which are mentioned in the uh, paper are identified as differentially expressed in all the brain regions. Now, if you want to further investigate the gene expression patterns, uh, you can create an expression browser table view, and this will generate a variety of bar charts. I will show that, and I'll close this now. And to create a expression browser uh, table, you can just, again, uh, go to this tool, and then, yeah create expression browser and this is a tool that uh, I have used to create the expression browser table view and I will open this expression browser. So, so this is also one more uh, output from the template uh, workflow. So I can just uh, yeah select this advanced filtering option and name uh, is in list. So I will just uh, select this genes, say GH, growth hormone, then PRL, and POS, then, yeah, SIG1, then PAR1, and then I, yeah. So these five genes uh, are highlighted here, and you can select them, and then you can just uh, switch to the show bar chart, So here, um, yeah, you can just uh, under grouping, you can select brain region and you can collapse the groups. So you can see uh, that the bar chart now shows each sample as bar and samples are grouped according to the developmental uh, stages. And um, yeah, and you can see that these genes have been same expression pattern across all the developmental stage. And uh, yeah, you see here that part one, this is high in, uh, you can see this, yeah. 
So it is um, high in, um, just a minute, I didn't select the metadata there. Okay, yeah. So you can see here this uh, growth hormone and this uh, prolactin. So this is highly expressed here. And uh, yeah, this CIC1 uh, force and then CIC, uh, this uh, PAR1 is all, also follows a similar pattern here in the bar chart. So here uh, I want to mention that if you have statistical comparison tracks that has uh, pairwise comparisons, then this bar chart can highlight which comparisons are significant. And I can show you one example for that. I will close this now. So uh, I have this pairwise comparison here. Um, And that here, yeah. So these are pairwise comparison uh, against uh, control group. Uh, control group is watching here. So I can just uh, show you one example. So you can go to this history tab and see here uh, to run this differential expression uh, analysis. I have selected um, this in under comparisons. I have selected against control group. So I didn't select ANOVA uh, test here. And the control group I have used uh, version. So I have used this uh, statistical uh, comparison track to create the expression browser. And I will show you this uh, yeah, PR-wise uh, comparison. So again, uh, you can select growth hormone, say, and the PRL. So is in list. And I can select this too. And then I can switch to this bar chart. And here I can just uh, under grouping, I can use uh, stage and then I can switch to the collapse groups. And uh, yeah, you can see here that now it is showing the uh, statistical comparison as well. And uh, uh, yeah, which are significant or not, uh, statistically significant or not. So you see here that um, in postpartum three days, this is uh, highly expressed. And uh, yeah, here also this growth hormone is highly expressed in postpartum three. Close now. And now, uh, yeah. So if you want to upload uh, this statistical comparison data into IPA, uh, then uh, for further uh, interpretation of your uh, anal data, then you can go to this uh, engineering pathway analysis tool, pathway analysis, and then, um, yeah, you can select this, and then, uh, yeah, you need to log into the IPA server, and um, so you need to have a subscription for IPA uh, to upload and analyze your data into IPA. Then go to next. Here you have this uh, upload parameters. So you have this um, cutoff values which you can uh, set. So these many features are uploaded, uh, uh, which passes this cutoff values. And again, you can go to next. Here you have this analysis uh, parameters. So these are the cutoff values for analysis. Uh, and here, these many features are uploaded and only 126 features are going to be analyzed into IPA. Then you can go to next, you can uh, use this uh, reference set in the um, IPA, that is the IPA knowledge base, and you can finish this. 
So I have uploaded this data into IPA and I will uh, just go to the IPA application and I'm showing you the results now. So here you can see that uh, you can visualize this uh, network. So here this, um, yeah, you see this PRLR, this is a prolactin uh, receptor. So this is uh, increased measurement in my data set and this growth hormone, uh, this is a predicted uh, activation in the uh, in IP. So it has more confidence and it is, if you choose this uh, line here, I'll just double click on this and then you will see that um, this growth hormone increases the activation of prolactin receptor. And these are the, you have 44 findings and you can also check these findings from here, which are the publications that uh, it supports its uh, evidence. Okay. And so this is a nice uh, view um, to further interpret your uh, analysis and where your genes are located in the network. Then uh, this is the end of the live demo. Now I will just go to my presentation. So yeah, you can get a uh, free trial for Kaizen Sensei Genomics Workbench and Engineering Pathway Analysis. This is a 14-day trial license and can be uh, Kaizen can be in, installed. Uh, Genomics Workbench can be installed on Windows, Mac, on Linux machine. And to get a trial license, um, yeah, you go to this website and request for the trial. And this is our customer support page. So you can contact our global support team via email, chat, and phone support for all your technical and license-related questions. And you can see the email IDs and the uh, phone numbers over here. And I will quickly show you that if you go to the workbench under support, if you go to tutorials, and it will take you to this uh, tutorial page where you can see uh, that this is the tutorial that I have used uh, for my presentation. RNA-seq analysis with four tissues and six time points. You will also find the data set over here. Thank you. Now I'll stop sharing. Okay, thank you, Sonali, for this presentation. Uh, so I think we can start our Q&A session. Uh, right now we have uh, two questions to answer. And the first one is regarding the statistical model. Um, here we have a question uh, regarding expression analysis. Why do you use total count, not TPM, for uh, differential expression? Hi. Yeah. So we use total counts uh, in the differential expression because we don't want uh, this value to be normalized because in the differential expression analysis, we're again, uh, yeah, uh, perform this normalization, this TMM normalization. So that is why yeah, beforehand you should not do the, uh, perform the normalization of the data. Yeah, in the uh, chat, I have also put a link to this uh, GLM uh, model. Uh, yeah, the manual page. So if you want to uh, obtain more information, we encourage you to, uh, to view this manual page. And we also have a second question regarding the Vulcano plot. If you could uh, sonally open, uh, sh show the Vulcano plot on your workbench. 
Yes. Uh, sure. The question is if we can uh, view the gene of interest in the Vulcano plot. And yes, this is possible. So here we have a Vulcano plot. And if uh, Sonar, you could uh, move to the table. Uh, yeah, you view. can just. Yeah. When you click, when you click on uh, yeah. Yeah. gene of so, your yeah this um, or yeah same, but yeah it should it's automatically small. adjust on your Vulcano yeah. plot and it on is. the bottom you see this uh, okay. bright dot. Uh, okay, do we have more questions? It seems like we don't. Okay, so. We will stop the Q&A section right now. Uh, again, uh, we would like to thank you very much uh, for participating in our QDI webinar. We are very sorry for those connecti yeah. connectivity issues. However, uh, we hope you enjoyed today's meeting. If you would like to share any feedback with us or if you are interested in slides from this webinar, please uh, write to us directly using our email, which is ts-bioinformatics at kayagen.com. And I will also like to note that you will uh, receive recordings from this uh, video within 48 hours. So uh, thank you again for participating and we wish you a nice day. Thank you. Thank you, goodbye.